0: You're listening to the Long Hollow Student Ministry Podcast. For more information and to stay up to date on what we have going on, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at LH Students. Doing tonight? Good, good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Darcy. Hey, real quick, before we get the message, uh, I just just want to brag on you guys for a minute. Um, We have challenged you guys to understand this statement Who is the youth pastor of Long Hollow? We are. That's right. You guys are. Listen, you guys have bought into that. Tonight, we had to add more tables, we had to add more chairs. And so, man, you guys are killing it, bringing your friends, man, loving on people, loving them to Jesus Christ. So I just for a second wanted to say I'm so proud of you guys. and love it. Y'all keep it up, all right? Now, tonight, we are continuing in a series called Love Is. And last week, Will stood up here and told you, listen up, Will stood up here and told you about the greatest love story ever. He told you the story that basically is just summed up in John three sixteen. He said, for God so loved. You see, it starts out where it's this greatest love story. God loved us. He so loved us. But I want you to get this. His response to love, him showing his love is this. Listen, because a lot of us miss this when we talk about love. He gave he gave he gave his one and only son see a lot of us when we think about giving in love we think about you know something I'll give until it costs me something I'll give but oh wait that's my favorite thing or that's the thing I want the most you see God took his one and only son and he gave him and he died on the cross for us But listen to this, and this is where it gets amazing. It says that whosoever, students, I need you to understand that whosoever means every person in this room. From the person who walked in that feels the most shame and the most guilt and that struggles with the most sin, to the one in this room who, guess what? You haven't had a struggle in weeks. He so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever, any one of you, if you would believe in him, and here's what that means. Believe does not mean a head knowledge. Believe does not mean that I say I love Jesus. Believe does not mean that I can tell you stories about God. Believe means this, that you have trusted him with your life. You have placed your faith and your trust in him. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. He'll spend eternal life with Jesus Christ. But not only that, you'll have heaven here on earth because he will walk with you from that day forward. So tonight, I'm going to be honest, and I know this is kind of a weird way to start a service. But I believe that there are those in this room who came in here tonight knowing that God was going to deal with them. There are those in this room tonight that before they walked through those doors, that they knew that they needed to give their lives to Christ. And so we want to give you that opportunity. No message to set it up. Just you and the Holy Spirit. And so tonight, I just want you to do me a favor. Every head bowed and every eye closed. And if that's you, if I am talking about you and you would say, Shane, I've never given my life to Jesus. Shane, I want to know about this love that you're talking about. You say God loved me so much that he gave his son for me. If that's you tonight, you would say, I've never given my life to Christ, but I want to do it tonight. I just want you to raise your hand up and let me see it. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Anybody else? Anybody else? Don't wait. Man, God's been dealing with some of you before you walked in this door tonight. Anybody else over on this side? Just raise your hand up and let me see it. Anybody says, Shane, I want to surrender my life to Christ. We're not going to carry this out at all. Real quick, raise your hand up and let me see it. All right, here's what I want to do. Awesome. If you raise your hand, I want you to stand up and I just want you to go back to Will right now. Will just wants to talk to you for a few moments and then you'll come back in the service. Go ahead, stand up. Stand up head back there. Awesome, thank you. Go back there and talk with Will. Anybody else? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Anybody else? Awesome. Awesome. Let me pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for the greatest love story ever told. Father, thank you that when you say whosoever, you already know our past. Father, when your word says God demonstrated his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God, in the midst of my sin, you took your son and made him pay my penalty. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So as we continue this series, as we continue this series of love is, I want you to think about this. What is love? You guys talk about it all the time. I love this. I love Starbucks. I love my pet. I love my phone. I love this. I love that. You guys even have come up with little things for it. Illy. Yeah, how many of you, just a question, just curious. How many of you have posted, typed, or said Illy to someone? Raise your hand. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) Illy means I love you, just in case. Hey, don't worry, I had to look it up already. All right, don't worry about that. All right. All right, so here's the deal. We throw it out all the time. We, we have grown up in a world where it is so easy to say, I love this or I love that. But what really is love? There's a great passage in the Bible that really explains it well. And so we're just going to walk through that tonight. So if you have your Bibles, open up to 1 Corinthians 13, chapters 1 through, our verses 1 through 8. And it says this. I'm going to read it quickly, and then we're going to break it down. If I speak human or angelic tongues... But do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and have the faith that can move mountains, that's so interesting. But I do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give away all my possessions and if I give over my body in order to boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self seeking, is not irritable. It does not keep a record as wrong. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So, our big idea tonight is this that love never fails. True love never fails. And so tonight as we walk through this passage, there's two things I want you to see. And the first thing I want you to see is this, is that love is vital. Love is vital. Check out these first few verses. It says this, if I speak in human or angelic tongues, but I have not love, I'm a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. Here's what that's saying. It's, it's very simple. It says, Look, if I have the gift of tongues and I can speak to anybody and I can communicate to anybody, but I don't have love, guess what? All it is is a bunch of noise. And then he goes on and he says, If I have the gift of prophecy, if I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, can you imagine? If you, if you were able to prophesy what was coming next and you were able to tell your friends, Man, here's what God's plan is for you and this and all these things, and you were able to explain the Bible all the way through Revelation. And you're able to do all those things. And a matter of fact, and I love what he says. He says, if I had the faith that can move a mountain. Now, we've been told our whole life that faith is one of the most important things. But the Bible says if you have faith that can move a mountain, and yet you do not have love, you are nothing. And then it continues. It says, if I give away, uh, and if I give away all my possessions... And I give over, give my body over in order to boast, but I have not love. I gain nothing. Students, here's basically what that's saying in a nutshell. We could take all the greatest qualities of human, all the things that we know to be good qualities, and if we sum them up, and I gave them to one person, but they, ha- they don't have love, guess what? That person's worthless. There's a lot of people in this room. And I'll be honest, when I went to seminary, and for those of you who don't know, seminary is... It's kind of like a school for pastors. And when I went to seminary and I walked around and there were so many people there who had so much Bible knowledge. And they could quote scripture better than me. And they could, t- they could break down God's word better than me. But they didn't love people. Can I tell you how worthless that is? I just, just being honest right now. For those of you in this room who are believers and you know God's word, and you're memorizing God's word, guess what? If you have all the knowledge of the Bible, but you don't have a heart for the person sitting next to you, it's empty. It's worthless. And so love is vital. So just for a moment, around your tables, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to give you like 10 seconds. At your table, I want you to say this. What is one thing in your life that you could not live without? Ready? Go. Go. Someone said God. Good answer. All right, all right, all right, all right. So what are some of the answers? Wait, wait, what? Music? Grilled cheese? Hey. Connor Ward, I like it. I like it, Connor. All right, so what? What did you say, Davis? Star Wars. Star Wars. All right. All right. Listen, we are going very shallow here, guys. Anybody else? Jesus. That is always a great answer here in church. But here, listen, here's what God's word says. Shh. Shh. It says this. It says if we don't have love, nothing else matters. Students, I, I need you to get that tonight. From the very beginning of the Bible, it shows God's love. Matter of fact, the Bible says that God is love all throughout the Bible. We see this weaving of love. We see that God is love. It says, love your neighbor. It says love your enemy. It says that they will know we are his followers by how we love other people. From the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, there is this thread of love through all throughout the scripture. And what it is is a picture of this: it's God showing His love for us by creating us, and then us pushing God away and rejecting Him, and then the Bible spends the rest of the time showing how God chases us down and tries to restore that relationship back with us. And so the question is: Do you chase after love? Do you chase after being someone who loves? Because if everything else is meaningless without love, then guess what? There's a lot of you guys that are going to run as hard as you can after something, and you're going to catch it, and it's going to be empty. I'll never forget my senior year in high school state championship game. Clock's running down. We're winning six to three. Clock's running down, and I'm just sitting there, and everyone starts to cheer. And we're, we're about to kneel the ball and the game's about to be over. And I remember all of a sudden I, I dropped to a knee and everybody flooded the field. And I just remembered in that moment that God just put on my heart. It, it was this moment where everyone's celebrating and I go, there's so much more than this. And don't misunderstand me. I loved it. I, I loved getting a state championship ring and I love telling people I was a state champion. And I love all the things that went with it. But there was this moment where God just said, You've chased after this so hard, Shane. But what is it? Guess what? My, my championship ring is in a box somewhere in my house. You see, there's, there's all kinds of things that we chase after in life. But if, if it is not love, it's empty. And this picture that we see all throughout God's word tells us that we are to love others. And and so I need us to understand tonight that love is vital. The second thing I want you to see tonight and that we see in the passage, and we're going to go a little bit slower through this part, is love does. Love does. If you have your Bibles, keep it open uh, to right where you're at. We're going to start at verse 4. But here's a second. Love is the action. Have you ever said, has, I've, has somebody ever said they love you and then not shown it? Wait, whoa, whoa. Sounded like a bunch of bitter women right there. Just. Yes, he did. All right. We're not going to get into stories. All right. But listen, listen. Imagine this. Shh. Imagine if someone said, I love you and never did anything to show it. If all it was was words. Matter of fact, they they said they loved you, but all their actions said they loved themselves. I love you, but will you go get this for me? I love you, but will you go do this? I love you, and if you love me, you'll go do this. You see, love does. Love is about action. Love is about doing things. And so tonight, we're going to walk through verses 4 through 8 kind of slowly, but here's what I want you to do. As I go through each of these things that love is, I want you to ask you, I want you to look at it through two different lenses. All right, the first lens is this. Is this how people show love to me? Like, I want you to think about your friends. I want want you to think about the person you're dating. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you, there's some of you that this might get really uncomfortable for because you're sitting next to a boyfriend or girlfriend and you're gonna go, nope, 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 nope. All right? Don't break up here. Go do it somewhere else, all right? But but listen, listen, I truly want you to walk through this with me, and I want you to ask this question. Are my friendships exemplifying this? And then here's the other thing. Do I friend others or do I show others love like this? All right, ready? Here we go. Verse 4, love is patient. Uh Uh-oh. Some of us are already nervous. Patience, it's hard. Patience is tough. People get on my nerves sometimes. All right, the, the other day I was at a basketball game and, and, and this kid gets, a guy got knocked down and a player from the other team went to help the guy up and the guy smacked his hand out of the way. And I went, oh, that, that's it. Someone needs to hit him. I mean, I, you know, and all of a sudden the patience was just gone. And all it took was a second. Love is kind. I really don't need to break down kindness. You know it when you see it. You know people who are kind, who have those attributes, who love other people. And they look out for other people. Love does not envy. Here's what that means. It means love does not want what other people have. I I love, love, love my children. But there are moments where I, I thought I was going to lose it with them. One year, we, we went to Dollywood. Anybody been to Dollywood? And, and we had spent money on a cabin, and we had spent money on going to Dollywood and all this stuff, and we're walking around, we've spent all this money. And I was like, I, it, was, it was great. And, and I'm telling you, they just kept asking for stuff. Dad, can I get that? What about that big lollipop? What about that? And I'm just like, I, have you lost your mind? But here's the deal. Love does not look and go, I want that. Love says, man, I'm glad they got that. Love rejoices when other people get things. When when they get the lead role in something or when they get better grades or those things. But way too often, we see love envies. It's not boastful and it's not arrogant. You ever been around someone who's just prideful? Don't look. Don't point. All right. All right. So, um, but, but here's the deal. Listen, that's not what love is. Love doesn't sit down and go, look at what I've done. Look at who I am. Next is this love is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. When um, I tell you this, and, and, and you guys won't know this until you get married. But if you don't think you're selfish, get married. All right? I really did not think I was a selfish person. I didn't. I was a pastor. I thought, man, I've been working with students my whole life. I thought, man, I'm not a selfish person. And I got married. And I realized how selfish I was. There's there's this, (laughs) my wife's going to kill me for saying this. So y'all, this is between us. All right? Well, (laughs) we... We got married and she was a teacher and I was a youth pastor. And so I didn't I didn't have to go into work till later than she did. And so she'd wake up in the morning, she'd get showered. We lived in a one bedroom apartment. She'd shower, and she'd get ready, and then she'd walk out the door. Well, she did that for a while and then one day she goes, "Hey, I want you to I want you to wake up and kiss me goodbye every morning." And I was like, "That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life." And and I, so I was like, I was like, "What?" And so the first, the first, first like week, I was like, "Here, goodbye," you know. And I get back in bed, and I was like, "I'm such a jerk. How can I be this much of a jerk?" But it was one of those—wait, thank you very much, whoever said yeah. (laughs) But it was one of those moments where God showed me how selfish I was. Listen, when you truly love someone, and and I need you to hear me say this, because next week we're going to talk about dating. When you truly love someone, you seek the best for them. You don't seek the best for you. Ladies, I, I, need, I need you to look up here real quick. And I'm not preaching next week, so I just want to say this from my heart. When you start dating someone, date someone who wants the best for you, not the best for them. All right? We got to get moving. Um, self-seeking, it's not irritable, some of y'all. Does not keep record of wrongdoing. Oh, ladies, ladies, this is not a spiritual gift as some of you think it is, all right? I've seen some of y'all call people out for stuff in elementary school, all right? It is not, don't, do not keep record of wrongdoing. Love finds joy, does not find joy in, or finds joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth. Guys, that's so big right there. Love does, love, love does not find joy in unrighteousness, but finds it in truth. You ever been around someone who loves to see someone fail? Who loves to see someone get hurt or, or just bad things? Love doesn't do that. And then I love this part here at the end. Love bears all things. That means they help you carry your struggles. Love believes all things. That means they believe the most in you. Love hopes all things, endures all things. It means hard times. You ever been someone who had a friend or had a, a, a someone you were dating that just bailed when things got tough? Don't say yes. Y'all are making me nervous. All right? Don't say yes. Those are, those are rhetorical questions. All right? But listen. When you have someone who bails on you like that, that's not love. And then finally, I love this. Love never fails. So real quick, and don't, please don't answer out loud. So how did your relationships line up? How did your friendships line up? How did your dating relationship line up? How did you line up as someone who is a friend? Did, did you meet all those things? You see, tonight, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. There are some of you tonight, after listening to this list, there's some friendships that you've gotta, you've gotta, you need to break away from. There might be a dating relationship that you need to break away from. And listen to me, I'm not, don't, like, don't leave here and be like, they want me to break up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you have someone who treats you wrong, if you have someone that doesn't put you first, guess what? They're not a true friend, and they're definitely not a true boyfriend or girlfriend. But, but here's the thing I need you to listen to. Listen. Shh. And then we're about to close it up. There are times where I've had to look at my daughter. My daughter's in eighth grade. And I have a rule in my house. I'm like, there's no drama in my house. All right? And I have an eighth grade daughter. Hear that? Hear the conflict? All right? And I look at Carson all the time. And she'll start talking. Oh, my friend did this or that. I go, hey, we don't do drama in here. You either get new friends or quit griping about it. Because if you're staying in a situation, you're allowing that to happen. But I need you to understand that love does, guys. Every one of these things that we just called out, it's an action. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It's not boastful. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. It's not self-seeking, irritable. It does not keep record of wrongdoing. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Some of you are saying, Shane, that's impossible. That's an impossible list to live up to. There's no way I can do that. Guess what? You're right. None of us can without Jesus. The only way that we can live up to this, the only way that we can show our love in action, the only way that we can show that love does is through our actions. One of the greatest lessons I ever learned was while I was a youth pastor here, I had a young lady call me from, who was in my youth ministry in another church. And she called me, and her dad had passed away not too long ago, and she was getting married. And she called me, she said, Shane, will you walk me down the aisle? Will you give me away? And, and I first, everything in me, I was honored, and I love this young lady, and I was, I was so proud of her. But then all of a sudden, and, and listen to me, I, I'm very black and white about things. After talking to her for a few minutes, I realized that they were living together. And so all of a sudden I start to wrestle with this and I go, God, I wanna do this for her and I wanna honor her and honor her dad. But if I do this, then am I condoning what they're doing? Am I saying it's okay to live together outside of God's will before marriage? And I wrestled with it, and I'll be honest with you, I wrestled for days. And then I called a friend of mine, a guy named Dr. Jay Strack. I just, I needed some wisdom. And I called Dr. Strack and I said, said, Dr. Jay, I said, I I need some help. And I told him this situation. I want you to listen to what he said. I laid out the whole situation and he said this. He said, Shane, always err on the side of love. Always err on the side of love. If you're going to mess up, don't mess up judging people. Mess up loving them. If you're gonna mess up, mess up in such a way that it points them to Jesus. And as soon as he said those words, that moment he said it, I just went, Wow, that's the answer. It's love. So I called her up. And I said, Yes, I'd love to do it. And I walked her down the aisle and it was it was awesome. But there was that moment where I was just wrestling, going, God, is this right? Is this wrong? Am I am I pushing her? Am I what am I doing? And those words, if you're going to err, err on the side of love. Changed the way I think. It changed the way I look at you guys sometimes. There's sometimes I want to punch some of y'all in the nose. You know, I love you. I love you and 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 I don't. I just have a conversation with you. I try to encourage you. I try to find out what's going on in your life. Love does and so here for the next few moments, you guys are going to talk around your tables about some of these questions that have to do with this message. You guys are going to have about seven minutes. Ready? Go. Here's our walking point tonight. I, I just want you to do a little exercise with me real quick. There's a, the passage that we just read. I, I took the word love out and I put a blank in front of there. Do we have that? Every, here's what I want to do. I want you to do this in your head. Don't do it out loud. But everywhere you see a blank, I want you to put your name. Just 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 say your name. Shane is patient. Shane is kind. And just go through that list. Just walk through it, just real slow and just think about that. Am I these things? Now ask yourself this question. What if all of that was true? What if what you just said was true? And you exemplified those things. How different would your home be? Or your school? How different would your team be? Or your neighborhood? Or your community? Tonight, here's our walking point. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you just this week. I I want you to go out and do a random act of kindness. Go out and serve somebody or show love to somebody. Or or get this, there's some of you in this room who God's put some stuff on your heart, how to love people, how to show love people, maybe how to impact your school. Man, I love it. We got a group from Davidson Academy who is killing it right now. And they're loving on people and kids are getting saved there. And it is awesome. They're bringing them. But maybe there's something God's already put on your heart that you just need to follow through with. Or this, listen to this, guys. Maybe there's someone, the greatest act of love you could show them is telling them about Jesus. What a young man who came tonight who was invited by a friend who gave his life to Christ. Yeah, amen, yeah. You can clap for that. But listen, shh. Did you hear what I said? He was invited by a friend. This week, I want to challenge you. There are some of you, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. I want you to to show love to somebody, but the greatest act of love you can do is tell someone about Jesus. Let me pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for being an example of love. Father, thank you for showing us who you are and how much you love us. Help us to love like you. In your name I pray, amen.